Welcome to another edition of The Power of Words with me, your host, Kevin Treasure, author of The Power of Words, The Winner's Mentality. Our aim is to help people win in life through the power of their words. You are born to win. Hey, me again, Pastor Kevin Treasure, a.k.a. The Winner's Mentality, helping you win with your words. With another edition of The Winner's Mentality, The Power of Words, The Winner's Mentality, helping you win with your words. With me, author and life coach, Kevin Treasure helping you succeed well you're going somewhere you're going somewhere and it's funny that i should say that you're going somewhere because the title of today's program is on the way to where you're going don't be distracted i'm going to say that again on the way to where you're going don't be distracted you're going somewhere god has a plan and a purpose for your life and i tell people that your eyes see your nose smell your mouth speaks your your hands feel your feet walk your heart beats every part of your body has a purpose amen if every part of your body has a purpose that means you were born for a purpose you're not here by happenstance or by accident you are one of the billions of sperm that made it you out of everybody else you made it you were born to win you won you got there you got in the egg you were birthed and you are here and you're listening to this podcast and you're going somewhere so on the way to where you are going don't be distracted and today I want to draw from a story from a, a good book here, man. I want to draw from a story about um, the Israelites. And the Israelites, if you know it, were a nation, uh, as you know, the great story of Moses bringing them out of slavery. And it's a story where God really wanted to bring the people from slavery to a place of abundance. He didn't just want to bring them from slavery to working class or slavery to middle class. He wanted to bring them from slavery to... <laughs> To success he wanted to bring them to a place of working for someone else to a place of milk and honey and the tragic story is is that they were only supposed to be where they are in the middle for 11 days i mean i believe that truly that where god wants to take you isn't going to take long but there are some people some things some situations that are hindering us from getting to where we're supposed to be quickly and i truly believe that god wants to move people to where they need to be quickly and some of us are being delayed by people by situations by circumstances many of us are being delayed and we needn't be so and as we look in the book of Numbers, the Bible says that Moses sent out 12 leaders from every tribe to go and spy out the land that he had given them. He said, listen, I need you to go and spy out the land. Uh, I like to use biblical examples because the biblical examples help us to win, to see people's pitfalls where some failed, some succeeded. And we can learn by the mistakes and we can learn by people's successes. How did they win? How did they get the victory? How did they live such a good life, a healthy life, a successful life? How did they please God? How did they live the life that they were supposed to live? And I believe that we can really learn from these people. And the Bible says that after he had done all these miracles, brought them out of Egypt, they got to a place called Candice Burner. And Moses said, I'm sending them out to go and spy out the land. I want you to spy out the land I've already given you. And bearing in mind that they had already defeated God himself had already defeated the greatest nation on earth with miracles signs and wonders so you think if god can prove himself like that then you know that nothing can stand in their way literally nothing and the bible says that he sent out the 12 leaders remember please note this they were leaders that god sent out that moses sent out and the bible says they searched out the land after 40 days and after 40 days and i'll read it for you in your earring after 40 days here it goes and the Bible says they came to a place and, and they came in Numbers 13 verse 23 and they came unto the brook of Eshcol and they cut down from thence a branch with a, one cluster of grapes 
and they bear it between two. This cluster of grapes is so big, they had to put it on the pole for two men to carry. This is truly giant's food. And they brought them out pomegranates and the figs, and the place was called the Brook of Eshkol because the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from there. And the Bible says, and they returned from searching out the land after 40 days. Please know, after 40 days, they returned from searching out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness in Paran, in Kadesh. And they brought back word unto them, and they said unto all the congregation, all the people, they showed them the fruit of the land. And they said unto them, we came into the land where you sent us, and surely it flows of milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. So God was right about that. So listen, he's right. Listen, this is the fruit of the land. Surely. He said, listen to what he said. Surely it flows of milk and honey. They should have actually stopped there. But the Bible says, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Those are giants. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites in the sea, the coast, and all these other people, all these ites, all they, and all they're saying is that they're giving them an excuse not to go up and possess what God has given them. So they're saying God is right about one thing, but but we see, we're seeing something else, we're seeing giants, we're seeing opposition. So on the way to where they're going, like I said, on the way to where you're going, don't be distracted, don't let no one stop you from getting to where you're supposed to be. But one man stood up, there's two people, Caleb and Joshua, and those are the names that you, we're going to remember. And Caleb stilled the people because obviously this is now sent shockwaves through the congregation, shockwaves through the organization, shockwaves through the congregation. People are now upset. They're like, oh my God, what we're going to do? We're going to We're going to die. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. I love this guy's faith in his spirit. But the men that went up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought up what God calls an evil report of the land which they had searched out. And said the land which have gone through to search it out, the inhabitants, the people, they're, they're giants. We saw their men of great stature. And there were giants there, the sons of Anak and some of the giants and the sons of giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. Now, this one report caused such an uproar in the camp that the people said oh my god Moses you've brought us out here to kill us you brought us out here to kill our children to kill our wives and they started murmuring and complaining and saying it was better for us to stay in Egypt where we were slaves that can you imagine they said after all the miracles that they saw the 10 or the 10 plagues that came upon came upon Egypt the opening of the Red Sea they walking through as dry ground and their enemies trying to pursue them the enemies being crushed and destroyed by the rivers rejoicing about that they get to a place and they still believe because of one report that there's giants in the land they still believe that listen god hasn't got a good plan for them and i want to let you know you've got to start changing the way you think and the way you see things you see god had brought brought them through and done all these great things for them but they got to a problem and because of the problem that they saw they started believing the wrong concept of god and started believing the, the the negative things that started believing that God had a negative plan for their life. When Jeremiah twenty nine eleven clearly states, "For I know the plans that I have for you," 
thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end and they started murmuring and complaining and they said oh no it's better for us to stay in slavery they said it's better for us to stay in slavery can you believe it and then they started making plans to get a captain to return to slavery i i, I can't believe it these people were so convinced that God did not have a good plan for them and God's plan was not good but it was evil and I want to let you know that you are on your way and you're going somewhere you're going to a place of success that God has ordered you to be above and not beneath to be the head and not the tail and because you come up against a situation that looks like it's too big for you and I just want to put a disclaimer in there I just want to throw this in there when you get to a situation where it's too big for you that's when you hand it over to God I'm going to say that again. When you get to a place in a situation where the situation is too big for you, that's when you hand it over to God. Because with God, nothing shall be impossible. And the children of Israel murmured against Moses, against Aaron, and the whole congregation said, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt? Or would God that we had died in the wilderness? And why have your Lord brought us out into the land to fall by the sword, and that our wives and our children should be prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said to one another, Let us make a captain and let us return to Egypt. Let us return to the place of bondage. And this is like so many people, they, so many people, they're going somewhere and they're on their way. And man, God has got a plan and they know it. It's success. It's a good plan. And they encounter a problem or a situation. And instead of facing that problem and knowing, Listen, okay, if he's brought me out before, he'll bring me through again. They decide to turn back and give up because of the problem that's presented themselves but i love the spirit of caleb he says if the lord delights in us then he will bring us into the land listen if god is saying this is for me then he's the one that's going to do it i'm not responsible my job is just to trust god and believe it this, this is what he said and this is what i'm going to have that's my interpretation he said if he said he's going to give us into the land he's going to bring us into the land that flows with milk and honey he said only don't rebel against the lord don't fear the people of the land for they are bread for us they're nothing to us their defense is departed from them and the lord is with us don't fear the people but these people are in such one mind such unbelief so against believing that god had a good plan for them they started saying we're going to stone you we're going to they started they wanted to stone joshua and caleb for believing the good report out of the 12 men only two believed that god had a good plan for them and because of this God said, you know what? None of you that came out, because you all murmured and you all complained, none of you are going to see what I promised you. He said, I'm going to allow you to walk around the wilderness for 40 years until everybody that's over 20 dies and I'm only going to bring your children in, the ones that you said I was going to kill. He said, everybody else is going to die. He said, if you don't believe, you're not going to receive. He said, only two people from that generation from about two to three million people only two people joshua and caleb the two that believed god were the ones that saw the promise of god so what does this tell us on the way to where we're going we cannot be distracted what was supposed to be an 11 day journey just under two weeks journey took them 40 years god said i'm not going to allow you to go in i'm not going to allow you to enter into the promise that i have for you because you did not believe me and many of us are going somewhere, but there are people that would distract us, people who say that it cannot be done, people saying that you're crazy, people saying what you're doing is impossible. And if you listen to them, and if you take their advice, you will not see the promise of God. And you've got to be careful who you're listening to. 
because those 10, though the whole congregation listened to the 10. The majority, the, the 10 leaders affected the whole majority, a whole congregation of people. And because of those people that influenced them concerning the negative, nobody got to see the promise except for Joshua and Caleb. And you've got to start thinking, okay, where am I right now? With where am I going? Who am I listening to? With where I'm going, on, on the way to where you're going, you cannot be distracted. You cannot be deterred. You cannot afford to take detours in this season. There are opportunities that will come but once in a lifetime or very few and far between. And I actually believe this is a season where there's a portal open that God is saying now is the time to step into it. Now is the time to start this business. Uh, in the middle of a recession, in the middle of inflation, listen, God told Isaac to sow in a time of famine. When God speaks, it never rarely ever makes sense. But I believe there's a season now that God is saying, I need you to believe me now. Believe me now to start that business. Is this the time to step away from a nine to five, from a place of comfort? God is saying, yes, this is the time that I want you to look to me and believe me for the impossible. Regardless of the giants that come your way, if you will just believe and not be distracted to where you are going. I believe there are many of you who've got dreams and visions and there are things that you want to accomplish and there are things that you want to do and you know they've been in your heart for a long time. You dream about it, you think about it when you're on your way to work, when you're at work, you think about the things that you want to accomplish and some of you have even started to make plans to move into what God has called you to do and what the desires are in your heart and God is saying, I cannot have you to be distracted. I cannot have you looking at the giants. You see, 10 looked at the giants, 10 saw giants but two saw God. Ten saw their capability, but two saw God's capability. You see, ten of the spies that went out saw their problem, but two of them looked at their solution. You see, in life is how we view things, how we see things. Are we going to see things the way everybody else sees? Where everybody's seeing, oh my gosh, recession and interest rates and house prices going up and mortgages going up and food shortages and all these things that we can complain about. Who's looking at the opportunities that are presenting themselves in this situation? Who's looking at what could be done? On the way to where you're going, you cannot be distracted. You've got to be like Caleb and Joshua. And the word Caleb simply means that dog spirit, that, that dog spirit that will take hold of a bone or take hold of something and not let it go. That, that dog spirit where you're not listening to me. This is mine and I know it's mine and I'm not going to let it go until I possess it, until I claim it. So you've got to have that Caleb spirit or listen to me. I don't care what everybody else is saying. Everybody else may be complaining, everybody else may be murmuring, but I know I'm going to believe what God said I can have and I'm going to enter into the promise. I'm going to possess my possession, amen, because I know this belongs to me. God promised it and I can have it. And if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. On the way to where you're going, don't be distracted. There are so many people that get distracted by friends or distracted simply by what other people are doing. He says, some people, you have a great idea. You've got a great successful idea. You've got a plan and you've been working the plan. But then somebody else comes alongside you and said, hey, I think you should do this. This is working for me. And you look at it and yeah, it may be working for them. But is it what God wants you to do? I'm going to say that again. It may be working for them. But is that what's in your heart? Is that what God told you to do? Is that your dream? Is that your vision? I heard a great quote by a great man. He said, listen to me. How do you steal someone's focus by giving them another one? I'm going to say it again. How do you steal someone's focus by giving them another one? 
Another quote I heard someone say, a great man say, um, the only reason men fail is because of broken focus. I'm going to say that again. The only reason men fail is because of broken focus. Don't let nobody stop you from where you're supposed to go. You see, Joshua and Caleb could have come into the land in 11 days, two weeks. Everybody could have come into a place where God wants them in two weeks. But because of unbelief and because of the wrong influence, it took them 40 years. They got there, but they were delayed. I mean, if, if that's delay, I mean, uh, that, that's a major delay for me. <laughs> that, that is a major delay. They had to learn some lessons, but God said, no, I'm not going to have anybody that didn't believe me to see what I've got promised for them. So you've got to believe God's promises. You've got to believe that he has a good plan for you. And despite the giants, despite the setbacks, the things that arise in your life and the situations that seem against you, you've got to believe, listen, this is working together for my good. Regardless of what it looks like, stop looking at your situation. Stop looking at the, the pitfalls and the, the things that are happening that are not stopping, that are stopping you from doing what you're supposed to do. And start looking at the God who's in control of everything and put your trust in him to bring you to the place where you're supposed to be. I'm here to help you, I'm here to coach you, to succeed in every area of your life. But you start, you've got to start believing and you've got to start speaking in line with what God's saying. You see, Caleb and Joshua were speaking what God was speaking but the 10 was speaking something totally different totally negative and totally opposite and when you speak negative you'll get negative but when you speak positive you'll receive positive so start speaking truth start believing God for where he wants you to be don't be distracted on the way to where you're going God has a great plan for you be encouraged this has been Kevin Treasure the winner's mentality with the power of words Thank you for tuning in to the Power of Words, the Winner's Mentality. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Check out our website, kevintreasure.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You are born to win.